Okay, welcome to Three Dudes in a Dock. Um, so yeah, so I know last week we kind of skipped Home of the Brave in hopes that we'd be able to track it down after another week. Um, we have not, so we're going to talk about it. Just we know the story. Yes, um, yes. We know everything. Also, today is Oscar night. Um, I'm so happy. How <laughs> excited are you? Are you going to wear your finest outfit? No, I'm going to be naked. <laughs> yeah, your finest outfit. Good call. The birthday suit. Uh. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> so so basically, we were not going to talk about all the Oscars, because quite frankly, we really don't care about the other stuff. But yeah, I just uh, like the one. I don't like all Oscars. I mean, <laughs> they're a little much, yeah. right? We'll, we'll talk about the uh, documentary uh, um, category. Yes. Uh, there's documentary feature and uh, documentary short as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that, uh, keeping with the theme. Yes. Um, but so we'll talk about Home of the Brave. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. not having been able to watch it. Um, sorry. Yeah. Not having been able to watch it. Uh, you know, we know the story. Um, yes. But uh, we think it uh, it deserves talking about, and uh, you know. I mentioned last week I had the interview with uh, Mary uh, Liuzo Lillibro. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll play that this episode as well. Yes, and uh, and we'll go from there, and then we'll pick a a new doc to to cover next week. Yes, cool. Sounds good. Perfect. Um, so yeah, so just kind of a recap of what uh, Home of the Brave is about. Uh, it profiles the 1965 murder of Viola Liuzzo, um, who was a uh, white uh, a housewife from Detroit, mm-hmm. who after Bloody Sunday, which was the uh, basically when Martin Luther King, uh, and I believe uh, I'm going to script the name, the I'll look it up uh, in a bit. Anyways, they wanted to march from uh, Selma, Alabama to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. It was or, like 80 sorry, Montgomery. M- yeah, it was like 80 miles or something. Yeah, Montgomery. Uh, and when yeah. they tried to cross uh, uh, the bridge, the, the police officers. Which, like, the bridge was, like, just outside of the town. Like, they yeah. didn't even get that far no. out of the town. Um, so, anyways, it was coined Bloody Sunday uh, because uh, basically the police showed up with on horses, yeah. with dogs, batons, and just kind of beat yeah. everyone to and it's crazy because like there was news cameras there so the yeah. police it wasn't like they're like oh these people are going to film this they're like no we're, we're still yeah. doing this well and like you'll hear in the interview with with mary she said uh you know her parents uh were, were at home i forget what they were watching but you'll hear it in the interview um and basically news broke and they interrupted the show she said which was like unheard of yeah in, in 1965 like that Never happened. Yeah, you they just never get the news when the news is on. Yeah, they never yeah. stopped the show to, to bring you breaking news because there, there was no, like, 24-hour news yeah. cycle, right? No. It was just the news is covered. Dude, which is wild, just that fact, because, like, now how much weird stuff is, like, breaking news and then, yeah. like... There's no such thing anymore. No, no, but it would be like, we got to stop this show because, like, famous actor Tyler Hawley stubbed his toe. And, like, what? Why? Mm. Yeah, yeah, someone got killed in a helicopter <laughs> yeah. accident. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Well, too soon, bro. Come on. <laughs> no, this podcast was recorded just a hair too late. <laughs> um, no, you're right, though. It's just fucking, it's, everything is breaking news, therefore nothing is breaking yeah. news. Yeah, so, like, really then when it never happened, it's, like, that's so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. 
And that, which yeah, is that's crazy. That's why the story was mm-hmm. covered nationally yeah, thereafter. Yeah. So yeah, so after that happened, she saw it. She said, "Geez, you know, like, you know, Martin Luther King uh, came on and said, you know, I don't care if you're black, white, like anything. Um, this is everybody's fight. Mm-hmm. You know, this is about equality, not, um, not so much. I mean, it's about civil rights and everything, but it, you know, it it involves everybody. Yeah, it, it yeah, affects everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Viola, um, you know, what, that was her calling. She said, okay, I got to go down and help. And kind of everyone said, oh, geez, you know, this isn't your fight. Like, you don't, it's not going to affect it one way or the other. Yeah. Like, why are you going to go? Um, because at that time, right, 1965, a woman's place, quote unquote, was in the house. Yeah. Um, she's in Detroit, too. Like, she's like one of, like, almost the farthest she could possibly be from it. Right. Yeah, and so she went down there, and they uh, co- uh, successfully completed the march, and then uh, it was her job where they asked her to kind of shuttle um, civil rights workers back to Selma, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, uh, four KKK members uh, drove up beside her and and shot her twice and mm-hmm. and killed uh, killed her uh, in the car, and then we'll talk about. Uh, Kind of all the other stuff that happened. Well, there was a guy in the car too. That yeah, oh yeah, the most yeah. Incredible part. Yeah, yeah, that like he, he faked that. He yeah, faked, faked his dead. death. Um, so they wouldn't uh, kill him. Oh, as well. you mean that guy in the car? Uh, I thought like that's not only incredible, but um, oh, one the of the shooters in in the car of oh, the shooters. shooters? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, an FBI informant, right? Yeah, who knew that they were going out with violence intent, like intending. And yeah, did. And his and his nothing. defense was like, I told the FBI that there was going to be violence, and then the FBI was like, we told you to not engage in violence, and he's like, ah, well, you know, you gotta break a couple eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> They're like, that's yeah. crazy. Well, and because one of them was informant, like he had um, uh, basically immunity from being yeah, prosecuted, yeah. even though yeah, you know, because of his say, informant yeah. status. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's say he was a shooter. That's what's crazy because um, the president at the time. The, like the day after the murder, he there was a news conference where he came in and was like, we got these four guys. And then after that, it was like, well, we got three. And then yeah. this other guy, we're not really going to talk about. Yeah. So it was just crazy that there was the initial, like, we got this four. And then, you know, Hoover, the head of the FBI at the time, and other people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We're not talking about this one guy. And, and one distinction that, uh, you know, Mary wanted to make clear was, you know, the FBI now isn't the same as Hoover's FBI. Like Hoover, no, u- Hoover used yeah. the FBI back then as oh, his like wow. personal vendetta machine. Yeah, I'm sure there's people in the FBI now that would be like, we would probably put that guy in jail because yeah. he did so much illegal, crazy well, shit. So kind of connecting this back to another documentary we uh, yeah, we covered yeah, four little girls. Say. Yeah, um, Gary Thomas Rowe Jr. was involved in that bombing. Who as was well. the informant? Yeah, yeah, there's allegations that he. Yeah, I think like maybe helped make the bomb or made the bomb or like was a part of yeah, the he bombing. Was directly involved in it, which is crazy. <laughs> Fuck like, man. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. You know it's. It's a crazy story, and I think it's one, especially, you know, February being Black History Month, um, kind of something that uh, everybody... Uh, this is a doc, too, that when we picked it, like, we didn't have any idea. Honestly, seeing the cover of, like, what it was and stuff, I thought it was just going to be some, like, military kind right. of documentary about, like, just kids that, like, I don't know, some military thing. Yeah. And then it was like, whoa, this is 
this is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, I mean it's a heavy story, right? Oh yeah. It's a wonder that we didn't hear about it before because yeah, she's know, also right? the only white woman to ever have died in I guess I didn't need ever in that sentence, but she's yeah. the only white woman to have died in the entire civil rights movement. Right. Yeah. And so she has her name uh, on a monument. Yeah. yeah she uh, does. As well. Yeah. I believe cool. she's the only uh, uh Caucasian woman uh, oh. to have that. Um yeah, so I mean, not really from the Caucasus, but technically, what yeah, yes, genetically white. <laughs> Jesus, that's the relevant part. That's over my head. Okay. Christ- Christians, <laughs> like Christians, <laughs> eugenics. Yeah. Where it's fr- yeah, anyways. Yeah, we're not um, into that. It's not about that. It's Black History Month. Not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy. Do that we, we have one? What? What are you talking about? Do we have a month? Uh, I think uh, the, the rest uh, of them. Yeah, <laughs> the, the <laughs> other eleven, bro. 11. The other yeah. eleven. All right, fair enough. Um, and even that twelfth one, it was. Uh, I think it was a lot to. Oh, we still own it. We just call Jesus it Christ. They <laughs> changed the name of this. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy that we. I like I had never heard of it. No, and yeah, mm-hmm. Christian said like, how yeah. would we? It's a crazy story. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, it's it's not available in Canada. So you know, if you are listening from the states, mm-hmm. uh, you can get it on iTunes and yeah, uh, yeah. Amazon Prime. But unfortunately, do we know why it's not available? Just for like legal? No, I I, stuff I think it's probably just the Canadian government oppressing know. it. Is that what you just said, <laughs> Tyler? Wow! <laughs> Did you hear that? That was it, crazy. Just distribution rights, I assume. Oh, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, those bl- yeah, that stuff's always crazy. Yeah. So. Um, Definitely makes you wonder, though, about why these things aren't more uh, on, like, the front burner. Yeah, that's why, like, stuff like this needs to be, like, um, there needs to be some, like, educational documentary thing where you can, like, get it somehow, like, just to, like, just to get it out there. Yeah. Because, like, stuff like this needs to be, like, in high schools and... For sure. Because this is a powerful story that you're like, whoa, this one woman can, like, she had... She could just do this yeah. or like mm-hmm. it would just empower people. And like uh, I I tweeted to the uh, the production company, uh, Counterpoint Films, but they mm-hmm. haven't been, it doesn't look like they've been active on Twitter for quite some time. Okay. What losers. Um, so, yeah. They flew the coop. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't uh, get a response back from them, uh, anything like that. So, well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's kind of shitty like you know i was looking forward to watching this one especially yeah yeah no, um, it was a lot of having the uh, uh the fortunate chance to to speak with mary as well which was kind of really eye-opening and yeah and great i so mean but then we'll do hopefully we'll obviously do more interviews so I mean, yeah it's just we're on like what the 13th 14th episode i think this is 15 or 16 15? now okay yeah. yeah sure and then we got an interview already like yeah that's pretty cool yeah and uh, yeah she was great to talk to so um that's good. yeah hopefully we'll be able to get some live uh um people join in as well yeah talk while we're recording mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure um one question i did want to to ask or had we had the chance was what and this isn't really a question now that i can even ask the three yeah. of us um here, but I mean, well, then don't I, ask I think I can in, in the sense of um, Viola Davis, our own uh, kind of black history symbol recently, mm-hmm. I guess, in Canada because of her face being put on the 10. Um, but in the same vein, why didn't we know about Viola Davis's story? Right. And I think that that 
begs the question of... Hey, they had a, a heritage moment about her. Oh, they did? Yeah. Like I, recently? I don't remember yeah. seeing it, though. No, it's, an, it's a newer one. Dude, the greatest thing about it is, like, they tell the story, and then when it's fading to black, it's like... Uh, 60 years later, the, the Canadian government pardoned her. And you're like, whoa, 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 what? Like, 60? Seems like an important detail. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just so Let's ridiculous where that. the last little bit, they're like, all right, we got to clean our hands of this one. And then yeah, it was almost like they should have said that and been like, and she's going to be on the $10 bill. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, man, this is fucked up. This is what we've done. But, yeah, they yeah. did that heritage thing. Okay. of it. It's like it's a it's a neat Let's one. See. Oh, I think that was probably relatively new. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Like it's not one of the older ones. I, was, I don't okay. remember no, watching. No, no, no. I don't watch a lot of cable TV as it is, so yeah, true yeah. either. Um, but it it makes me think about what it means to me and to most North Americans, I would say, and maybe even Europeans, but just any anyone really uh, who's thought about it, because it's a worthwhile thing to think about mm-hmm. that the. American culture, I guess this is typically, this is, this is pointed to Americans, but uh, American culture strives towards these cultural characteristics. This isn't something that they would like to expunge. They wouldn't like to get rid of it. They've literally gone to war for it. Mm-hmm. How, like, what, what do you say about that? How do you wake up every day and live in that society and not vehemently act against it how the fuck do you just sit back and pay taxes to a government that does this and uh hides events like viola davis's life and like viola luzo and it just i don't know it's just a weird thought and it's especially for americans Mm -hmm. um like what do you do with that knowledge and i think it's probably just that they do nothing but actually implicitly push it forward right and whether they know it or not, uh, things like Netflix, uh, not having documentaries like this, not seeking to inflate all of these ideas so that they become front and center. And it's not XFL and it's not what's happening with JLo's halftime performance. Right. None of these things become important. They still exist mm-hmm. and they can still be absolutely enjoyed. But... And it's, it's not meant to be such a, a hard thing to have to deal with, but right, it's like personal problems that if you don't deal with it, it doesn't just go away. Like, you are the problem. You can't travel and take a trip and leave yourself behind and get a fresh start. You take you with you, and you suck. <laughs> so until you deal with it, it's it's going to be there. And I think at this point, this is something that they want, and they don't realize they do but they're not willing to be honest because everybody else sees it and it's obviously not something uh, the rest of the world wants for because sure. of obvious changes like having Viola Davis on the $10 bill. That's maybe maybe a superficial change for the better, but regardless, it's kind of like confidence. If you fake a change, you really don't. Mm-hmm. You just did. You just did the thing. You didn't fake anything. You can't pretend to have confidence because that's just real confidence. Mm-hmm. You've just placeboed yourself into being who you want to be. <laughs> and right. I th- yeah, I think well, Americans are the same. And like, what like, do you do with that knowledge? There's a bad stain on you know the American government and the FBI with this story. Um, it's just nuts. Well, like what Christian was saying, yeah. like this isn't the only like wow, that's crazy that the FBI did that, and then it's like wow, wow, they did this, and then they did this, and yeah. then like 
Holy shit. Yeah, and then it's people who Holy aren't fuck. in the FBI. And yeah. and it makes it worse when you know people like the FBI, organizations like the FBI are involved in these mm-hmm. things directly. But it's just like indiv- like a lot of it too is like just rogue individuals because it's just you yeah. get power and yeah, then exactly. you're like, wait. Or like the three of us, like we're in powers of the FBI, in positions of power and yeah. be like, dude, we can... I mean, like, we have power now. We, we have a podcast, and this. we're not reaching a ton of people. <laughs> and we need to take off as a wild. But literally, that's where it starts. Like, we could become a sort of a rogue. Dude, I like, could see mm-hmm. you as, like, a religious leader. You're, like, Great. a, a good With cult leader. Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I've always loved the irony. But, yeah, I think that that is something that is uh, important because people now who watch this documentary could not maybe see the the good side to it that this is knowledge that we should all share because we're common people on a common planet sharing yeah. everything yeah that'd be weird to watch yeah. something like this and be like no people don't need to know about this like first what of the all fuck? Yeah, but it's because you want to perpetuate yeah yeah the anti-belief in there and it's hard to so like um after this happened um you know basically the government came out and said you know or lyndon johnson the president said you know like i should put a statement in her, uh, Jagger Hoover was like, no, this isn't the kind of people you want to make American heroes. And they said she was uh, down there um, just to to have intercourse with black men. Yep. Uh, she was a heroin addict. Yep. Which is all false. Of, yeah, of yeah, course. It was just a huge, like, slander. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sorry, campaign. that was what was put in front of... Uh, Johnson's idea was Hoover, Hoover's idea of us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So Hoover came up with a smear campaign, basically like it was to protect the FBI because they yeah. had an informant that just committed murder or allegedly. Was implicit, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Um, Definitely. <laughs> he was, he was killed there. a lady yeah, and probably killed four girls. So yeah. he's got five, five women. Right. Yeah. So um, who are his <laughs> kin? Yeah. Which is the weirdest fucking part. So, anyways. The the family uh, sued the FBI and the government threw it out um, yeah. because it was a frivolous lawsuit, allegedly deemed, it deemed yeah. it. exactly. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so I yeah, stuff like that. Um, that you know, and the dudes only. That's another crazy thing about the guys that got convicted. They only did ten years because yeah. they violated her human rights. Well, and at first, and like, what the fuck is that? They were acquitted of murder. Yeah. And then they brought on federal uh, crimes yeah. that didn't relate to the murder, but related to <sighs> kind of. It, they weren't charged with homicide. No. They were charged okay, with other stuff. Another, yeah. Um, just and it yeah, was like infringing spent. her human rights or basic rights or something. Yeah. Like wow. Like ending it? That's yeah. fucking retarded. Wouldn't that be murder? Yeah. <laughs> Seems to walk into another sphere of <laughs> injustice and like, here. And the impact Viola had on uh, the civil rights movement, like... Um, when her funeral uh, happened yeah. in, in Detroit, like yeah. Martin Luther right. King Jr. was there, um, Jimmy Hoffa, because her her husband was a, a teamster, yeah, uh, in Detroit. Uh, oh. So it's like there was a lot of big, um, yeah, like names like yeah. uh, in the civil rights movement as well as other parts of. Uh, did I know I sent Christian, but did I send you um, the Klan rally like the, yes. night, the night after? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and they they. Um, it wasn't Gary Thomas Road that they invited up. It was uh, uh, there was just the three, like I think it was three or four guys. I don't think he was there. No, but but they, the one guy who they like invited him up. Yeah, and they they said he's a like an American hero or something. Yeah, like that, and they're like the this one guy, bo- Naj, like 
it induces yeah hypnosis. man and then yeah. the one dude is like the one boy like this boy was in the battle or like yeah. on the battlefield yeah. or something it was yeah. like yeah like something where you're like what just the stomach fuck? turning yeah. and even them like their faces are kind of like they're like oh this is crazy yeah but yeah i don't know they're also just stone cold killers so then like fuck whatever it's yeah. pretty obvious to detect their uh lack of intelligence mm-hmm. i guess um in in phrases like that like they see a situation and they deem this guy whoever they invited there as a hero but well, it was the four guys or the three that were in in the vehicle in the vehicle and then i think gary yeah. thomas Rowe was like in the audience or something oh he's just getting secret triumph yeah. that's fucked anyways he uh he was that a plant. He was a plant in the audience. <laughs> oh, you're here! Oh, yeah. come on up! Yeah, I'll see. We had Fucking everyone. Ass. Give my hand. Give my hand, everybody. Give oh, my hand. Damn. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Gary, Oscars. Gary, take the FBI jacket off. Oh, it's you won. You were look. sitting right on the outside. <laughs> you got your gun with you? Wow, this is crazy. We haven't seen that before. But for that person to comment in that direction, that like you're all heroes because you killed a woman who yeah. was philandering in that sense. Um, well, supposedly mm-hmm. she was on that side of this belief yard. Um, she was just driving, but it's well, like, first of all, uh, well, like that would be, uh, an act of affiliation, obviously from yeah. their eyes, but they deem it a success when they kill the operator, not the cargo. And that, I guess, strategically, may make sense but would you rather not just eliminate the cargo and then let those operators freight nothing mm, they're just idiots and like well, like that's exactly fear. it is it's so, so fucking stupid and yeah. they're so blinded yeah. by so these really that's shallow, what look with that beliefs. um this isn't about this documentary but there's a recent joe rogan podcast where he talks to this black jazz musician who has converted like 200 plus KKK and white supremacist dudes by just showing love or something like that. Yeah, he just, just talks to them and yeah. be like, "So, like, so why do you think this way?" Yeah. And like, dude, the shit that he talked about is crazy because some of the dudes are like hardcore white supremacists, and they're like, "Dude, thank you for just sitting down and talking to me." So, like, it's fucked. It's so easy. CNN yeah. has has a show called the United St- uh, United Shades of America. Okay, with Camille Ball, so he's a black comedian. Uh, the first episode of the first season. He literally just sits down and meets with KKK members. <sighs> the episode's called "The New KKK," uh, and at one point, like, they're you know they don't so much as wear their um, uh, and they wear like suits ho- and shit, yeah, hoods, yeah. hoods and and stuff anymore. But yeah, they're all in suits. Uh, so he sat down with this one, the town that he lives in, and I think he runs a church in, has a big sign outside that says like, um, so, says something overtly racist. Oh, uh, not everyone's welcome? Yeah. And they, Camille Ball sits down, and he's like, like, so who who paid for that sign? He's like, oh, I, I don't know. What, God did, you little bastard. Yeah. Like, whoa. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. But then, like, they follow the, the money. And, yeah, like, his organization. He like, approved it. Fuck. No, his organization paid for it yeah. and, and put it up. But. Uh, no, but yeah. that's, like, he's yeah. still not. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't pay for it. No. So he, and yeah. But Esse- essentially, it's his money. Yeah. But, yeah. But just not, he didn't buy it in, in name, basically. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all it did. Hey, I didn't go to the store yeah. and purchase it, okay? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But, but I, I definitely told the guy <laughs> yeah. who did to do that. Yeah. And he's actually, he, like, he actually goes to a 
KKK rally where they're burning a cross. And yeah. like he's sitting there with them, like uh, just talking with them. Is that not a sin? Like, uh, would burning a cross not be like one of the worst things well, you could do as a Christian? So, so when. Well, no. The, uh, when. Uh, Viola, uh, the beliefs are obviously very shallow and yeah. stupid, so it's not surprising. Man, also, that it make on sense. just on a side note, real quick, the Klan, like, is the dumbest organization ever. But their like titles for positions are so beyond amazing. They're very it's poetic. like a bunch of twelve-year-olds were like, "All right, so what do you want to be called? Like, you want to be the Grand Lizard King, cool guy? All right, that's your title. And like, what do you want to be? Oh, cloud yeah. monster. All right, that's yeah. a position too. And they're like, that's "Fuck sick. yeah, these are grown men that are like, you need to refer to me as Captain Ghost." Or like some <laughs> fucking ridiculous shit that you're like, what the fuck, Captain? So goes. <laughs> I, uh, that's me. Boo. <laughs> Shortly after Viola was uh, was murdered, like there was five crosses that were set on fire, like on people's lawns in Detroit. Yeah, and her wow. her family home was was one of them. Seriously. So I mean, that's a long way for the the clan. I mean, I'm sure they're there's clan everywhere, but dude, yeah. in I was, saw something online last Just night. Like in, I forget what time period it was, but I think it was around this time period in the '60s. There was at least five bombings domestically that the FBI daily that the FBI were getting of yeah. just like probably shit from this yeah and just like racist like just crazy tension wow five so like, a fucking day so like were these were these bombs sent by like white national groups or were they i think it was black? just saying that um it could have been either war but it was probably mostly white people it was just saying at this period in time in the US like it was domestically it was insanely violent uh, and like there was I, they did the overall numbers and then they were like that's like four or five a day mm. so it's like the FBI's trying to deal with that I mean like you're like holy fuck it begs the question like who obviously did it I mean because yeah. this could be the same as that um it was it called passive speech about news reporters reporting on police that they can't like if a cop shoots someone they have to be like a weapon was discharged yeah yeah police were involved be like uh what the fuck does that mean but if yeah. it's just like Mitch and I and we shot each other be like oh like two men got into a gunfight one died yeah like oh my yeah. god that's way fucking worse yeah but it's i think it's underlying so that reporters can get information from the police and if they make them look bad well they're just not going to give them the information sure, yeah so it's also in situations easy. where like they can't be like it's i don't know they could make the case that it could start like riots and stuff because of like yeah, i guess or like mistrust in the police oh, the which police is exactly shot, what shot you a want a bunch of people but like they case, still shot people so let's report it's a racist yeah so in this instance it feels like Fuck. um things aren't reported brutally and honestly like not like being brutally honest for mm -hmm. the sake of being brutal and honesty is the supplement to that. But I feel like this is the same kind of shame that we were talking about earlier that they wouldn't report it in a brutal and honest way because they feel bad about who they are. Right. And they have the power to say a different story slightly. Yeah. So in instances like with bombs being delivered to the FBI, they were probably by Oh no, not delivered. Crew. It was just like bombing. Like FBI was getting yeah. like phone calls. Like there was five a day. Like there was a bombing in Cincinnati. There was a bombing in oh, California. Wow. There was a I bombing totally in Alabama. That. So like domestically in the US. Oh it broke yeah. down that there was like at least four or five a day. 
So oh, the FBI, okay. like, imagine working at the FBI. Like, yo, there was a bombing much. in, like, D.C. So you got to go to D.C. And then you're in D.C. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there was four other bombings here. And, like, what in the fuck is going on? Oh, I see. So it was just, like, with, it was in I the 60s. I wonder how many of those bombings then still were planted by white people. I bet you 90% of them. Probably a, a large yeah, percent. Like, yeah. Who else has that kind of uh, yeah. organization of hate? Like, also, I don't also think anybody else in the world has this <laughs> yeah, kind of hate right. organized. <laughs> and time. Well, everyone yeah. else is like, like dude, I just want to live. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, like you're wasting you doing so much time down? doing things yeah. that only hurt people. Have like, you ever made a garage nuke? Me and Jimbo are trying. Oh, my God, yeah. You ever tried to grow <laughs> tomatoes? Like, you ever raise a goat? Like, Wait. do normal things. Wait, what's this thing? Laughter you, you <laughs> yeah, talk like, about. Hang out with your friends. Have I ever? I have never experienced that. <laughs> God damn, try some different foods. Yeah. Take a vacation. What's curry? Yeah, <laughs> like try another food besides craft dinner. And it that's, just that's I think sacrilegious. That all of these like, in the f- states that's macaroni and cheese. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Watch your tongue, kid. Watch your tongue. So but we're in Canada. What are you, you going to say? What are you going to say that and then you'll say we're going to eat some bread? Yeah, maybe. Not even cornbread. White bread? You piece of shit. Biscuits? Gravy. Uh, oh, bi- oh, there we go. Okay, you're back in. Biscuits oh. and gravy. You're in. Maybe just some ground beef, fry it up. Sure, half Eat cooked with a spoon or half cooked. Yeah, I can't wait. That's what's awesome about the states, man. You can get, like when you order a hamburger, they're like, "How would you like it cooked?" And like, cooked, medium rare. <laughs> Whoa! Fuck yeah! <laughs> this is this is entirely a tangent. But have you guys ever had a steak to go? What? No. What do you mean? Like you went to a steak house and got it to go? I haven't yet. <laughs> but I'm really wanting to for these exact reactions. Be like, you can go to like that'd be like going to Red Lobster Wait, and be like, can I get a whole bunch of crab legs to go? And like, <laughs> they're gonna be cold. Fucking well, five minutes. <laughs> I've ordered steak on delivery. You've had steak delivered to your oh, house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's no different. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Was it good? From where? From Lone Star. Oh, that's a good place to get steak oh, too. Nice. I mean, like, it's obviously not a nice. like, good. Good steakhouse. I mean, yeah. stop talking about like food because I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to get steak to go. Like, sit down because, like, you'd be seated. You wouldn't tell someone. Um, you'd just be seated. They'd be like, what do you want to drink? Like, ah, I don't know, iced tea or whatever. they come back. Like, what can I get you? would be like, can I get uh, the steak and with some potatoes on the side and vegetables, maybe gravy. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. To Maybe go. gravy? So, like, do you want the gravy? Or you <laughs> yes, don't? I want the gravy. Sorry, I want the what gravy. What the fuck? Uh, and can I get that to go? They'd be like, why didn't you just say this at the counter? Why the fuck did you sit down? Because it's a steak dinner. I don't, it just, it feels like I'd that's pull the water on you and be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, are you just going to walk into a restaurant and say, hey, can I get a steak? And they're going to be like, yeah, of course. Yeah, be like, hey, do you have a takeout menu? And they're going to be like, yeah, because we're communicating like normal fucking humans. No. Not I'm gonna sit down gonna be and be like, "Can I get this to go?" I'm like, what, what, what? Exactly. I go to Milestones. I get. I don't know, man. Because most restaurants, only, you can. Not only do I really just actually want. You need that to try this to at like a fine, fine steakhouse where they'll just like mm, stab like you and be like, "Get yeah. the fuck out of here!" No, not mild. Like not like a chain. Oh, okay. Like some like balling ass place. I guess that's what I meant about Lone Star too. Is like, they have good. Good fucking meat, but they there's probably better meat somewhere else. You like to For fuck sure. their meat over <laughs> yeah, I guess milestones. They have good fucking meat. Meat. I've never tried it. It's probably pretty peppery. Have you guys ever had? S- never mind. So before we get too <laughs> off uh, <laughs> off topic, um, so we'll play the uh, the interview with uh, with Mary right yeah. now. And yeah, then, awesome. Uh, oh wait, we're th- doing that live. We'll come back uh, and uh, and talk about uh, uh, 
we have edited the Oscars technology yeah. there, big All guy. Your eye glances told me to let it go. Yeah. Okay. So here's the uh, interview with Mary Liuzzo Lillibro. Welcome to Three Dudes in a Dock. And uh, so, like I said, we picked Home of the Brave, which uh, details your, your mother's story. Uh, Viola, it's Liuzzo, correct? Liuzzo. Liuzzo, perfect. Um, perfect. So, so, yeah, we're talking with Mary. Uh, Liuzzo, and sorry, is it Lillibro? Lillibro, right. Li- perfect. Uh, the daughter of Viola. Um so yeah, if you could just give us kind of a, a rundown on your mom's story for people who are listening that haven't uh, had the fortunate, uh, haven't uh, been able to watch okay. the documentary yet. Okay, um, probably the first thing people need to know is that my mother wasn't an activist, an organizer, or a leader, although she could have been any of those. She was a mother, wife, and mother of five children. We were ages 18 through 6 at the time that she left and went down to Selma. Um, The most important thing I always remembered about my mother was, number one, it was very important to her that we understood uh, inequality and injustice and and looked out for those uh, less fortunate than we were because she had been uh, raised very poor in the South. Um, And... Uh, when it was 1965 and we had a very good life and good home and good schools and all of that. And uh, she was watching, her and my dad were watching, uh, interestingly enough, Judgment at Nuremberg on the TV when they broke in with breaking news, which was very rare in 1965. It was a whole new concept. And they were showing Bloody Sunday, which is in America, I mean, in the United States, um, but our Bloody Sunday here was a day when a, a group of nonviolent marchers were attempting to go across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, in order to take a petition to, in order to take a petition to um, the governor, saying that people were being denied the right to register and vote. Right. So she looked at my dad and said, we're going to go to, I'm going to Alabama. My dad said, bye, you know, you don't have to go. It's not your fight. And she told him it was everybody's fight. Absolutely. And uh, so she left for Alabama. She called us from from there every night about dinner time. And on the last night, Thursday, she called to say the march was over. It was successful. Everybody was celebrating. And we started celebrating around at home because mom was coming home my two little brothers picked up little pretend signs and started marching around the house and singing we shall overcome and my dad told him to stop and go find something else to do because i think he just he wasn't going to be comfortable till she was home and then that night um we got a call around midnight and they said mr Luzo, yes the wife viola yes well there's been an accident and he said was it serious and they said well, she's dead, and that's all that we know. Mm-hmm. So apparently the last thing, when the march was over, she had been approached by and asked if she would, one last thing, would she help shuttle marchers from Montgomery back to Selma, where they had been staying. It's about 52 miles down this dark highway, and she was overtaken. Her car was overtaken. She had a young black 
co-worker, a SNCC worker, was in the car with her. He was a 19-year-old working with the movement. And um, um, they were targeted by a carload of Klansmen, one of whom was an FBI informant. And uh, they overtook her and shot her twice in the head. And, of course, she, she was gone. The young man was not hurt, which was a miracle. And that was um, the beginning of, of, of quite a horror story, but eventually right. leading to the life we I have today, which has been a very rich and um, interesting life because I, for the simple reason that I'm my mother's daughter. For sure. And, you know, it's an incredible story because, you know, like you, you said, your father mentioned, uh, you know, it wasn't her fight, but... It, it really is. It, it it's something that we should all be uh, kind of aiming for, right? And and something that uh, right. You, know, you can't. Well, you know, I, I I tell people that one of the questions we were asked, or I would have been asked most, was why did your mother go? Which, from a lot of people, was a real question, and from other people, was an accusation because you know, in 1965, a woman's place was most definitely in the home, right? And um, and you know, they said that she abandoned her children to go down and get involved in something that wasn't any of her business. Although my parents used to go to Minneapolis to the races every year, and nobody said we were abandoned. So um, um, it was a, a very, very public response was very mixed. And of course, you remember the hateful stuff because I, as a white girl from Detroit, I had never experienced that kind of hatred. For sure. And the, what I said is, if, if you have ever seen any films of Bloody Sunday, which usually there's about 15 or 30 seconds on the anniversary of Bloody Sunday, but it was something that went on all night long. People were being tear gassed. They were being run over by uh, uh, police officers on horseback and hit with billy clubs and knocked out and things like that. And the real question is, why wasn't everybody there? This is, some, you know, we value our 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 United States so much and our equality. And here it was right in our own backyard. Yeah. So, um, we had the, the, we were fortunate enough to watch uh, a few episodes ago, uh, a documentary from Spike Lee called four little girls about uh, a bombing. Right. Um, yeah. and yeah. you know, as three, you know, white males from, from Ontario, Canada, like we can't even fathom, uh, that kind of hate, uh, you know, it, you know, it makes it makes you your heartbreak for for people who have to to go through that. So, you know, I, I applaud uh, and your you mother. Know what, you know that what's so what the things that I learned from it gave me a very very unique perspective on uh, what it means to be black in America. And it, the fact is that when, after my mom died, if people were pro-civil rights, they liked me. If they were anti-civil rights, they didn't. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter much what I did. However, if I was in a climate where I didn't think it was be real comfortable to talk about my, my history, I didn't. And right. nobody had to know. And I felt like my mother continued to teach me even after she past because it would be like somebody just hit me in the back of the head and said, you know, Mary, if you were black, you couldn't hide. The decision about you would be made the minute you walked in the door. Yeah, isn't and that true? This is something, yeah. We couldn't, I, I, there was no way I could understand that until it happened to me. 
Yeah, and well, and you know, saying that, uh, you know, I don't think that's that's anything that uh, you know I've actually put into thought uh, uh, before, and, it, and it's an amazing point. So, getting yeah, to yeah, I, I think it's amazing. Sorry, go ahead. What you're doing, I I think it's just amazing and and really really wonderful and and enlightening what you're doing with these documentaries. Yeah, you know, and we kind of want to hit a whole spectrum, kind of every uh, every topic. There, there's always uh, something to learn, right? Sure, sure. So speaking of the documentary, so it was done in 2004. Um, so it, it released in 2004. Released yeah. in it 2004. Was being filmed from, yeah, being filmed from about 2000. We were in Alabama during the uh, election in 2000. Okay, perfect. We were filming in Alabama during that election, and as a matter of fact, on voted day. <laughs> so after it was re- released, you know, how did that change um, the reaction to your mother's story? Um, you know, how do you think that uh, changed her legacy? Um, you know, it it's interesting because it was a real battle at the time. The it's actually uh, we sued the FBI. There was it, you'll see in the film there was. We, there in the 1970s, there was something called COINTELPRO, which was when uh, the government became aware of some of the uh, methods and things that were going on in from the FBI when it came. This was Hoover's FBI, J. Edgar Hoover's right. FBI, let me say that, uh, with the way that they uh, infiltrated and, and um, interfered and, you know, used informants and taping and all of that. So um, up until that time, we we everybody kind of believed the story that was there. But when this happened, my brothers began an investigation, and we found all kinds of really things that are hard to imagine. One of which was when President Johnson um, asked J. Edgar Hoover if he should call the family and offer condolences, our family, mm-hmm. and Hoover told him, "Well." You know, you may want to think about that because these are not the kind of it's not the kind of family that we would want to be American heroes. The man was a Teamsters business agent. That was my daddy worked for mm-hmm. the Teamsters, and he said. And the woman was sitting so close to the Negro in the car that it had the appearance of a, a necking part. So none of which was oh, and that she had marks on her arms which could. Uh, it seemed, looked like she could have been taking dope. Well, right. the marks on her arms in the autopsy was actually from the shattered windshield that, and glass that was hit her all over. Mm-hmm. And Ladies Home Journal did in 1965 did a um, survey of American women and asked if she should have gone. And the, the the majority of women said no, she shouldn't have left her kids, she shouldn't have abandoned them. Now, my sister was 18, I was 17. My dad was there. You know, right. Well, but as time goes on, she has become more and more of uh, an icon, especially to women and young women, and um, is probably, well, certainly more accepted. And and in fact, I'm here today uh, in Washington, D.C., receiving an award from the Secretary of all the, the Association of Secretary of State. Perfect. Here in the United States, yeah, yeah, you know it's great, you know, that there was so much, you know, of a smear campaign. You know, it's it's great now that 
Uh, this has been released, you know, geez, what, si- 16 years ago? Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, things are kind of, you know, obviously not everything's turning a corner. Um, but for your mother's uh, story, the word's getting out there and, and people, um, you know, are realizing that, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't always trust what you hear. No, and, you know, really, too, it's, she she brings a lot of courage and, and inspiration uh, especially to women, but, but to, of course, to all of us that, um, is so needed now. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the thing I found, um, you know, the craziest reading uh, your mother's story is, uh, you know, your government, you're supposed to be able to trust, um, government, especially the FBI, it's law enforcement, right? You're always taught, uh, right. you know, the police are here to help you. Um, you know, right. for something like that to happen is, you know, kudos to you guys for, for yeah, persevering and, and going, like, keep trudging well, we, along. We didn't win. We didn't win. But, no. But uh, we we sure attempted that same informant. And, and I want to be really clear when it comes to the FBI that mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover was ran the FBI like it was his own personal right. vendetta company. And um, I don't want to. I don't want to carry that no. forward because there's been a lot of changes. But but this particular informant was involved in the church bombing. He okay. was in, he was the the uh, on Life magazine in the '60s. They showed a KKK beating the Freedom Riders. The particular one on the cover of magazine was Gary Thomas Rowe, who is the one that was in the car with the right. men that killed my mother. And we felt that he actually was uh, responsible for the killing and if not that he certainly should have stopped it for sure so we sued the fbi and and we lost the case and we were ordered to pay seventy nine thousand dollars in court costs for filing a frivolous lawsuit against the united states mm. yeah oh that, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's uh <laughs> that's tough little, you know so yeah and uh but it, it, it did make a difference for sure they, they changed the the uh the qualifications and use of informants because of that trial excellent so even though we lost yeah Yeah. i mean you know there's always a a silver lining to everything so i mean if there was some change then then that's uh that's positive news uh as much as as losing uh isn't quite positive news so um oh what was i gonna say um yeah so tell people a little bit about yourself and the work you do now. Well, you know, uh, the men the men that killed my mom were acquitted of murder, even though they had this eyewitness, this FBI informant. And uh, I remember Dr. King was talking about the men, and he said, three of our poor, sick white brothers murdered this woman. And that, I was 17 when my mom died. Well, that just stuck with me because it was my answer, you know, that I, because you don't know what to do with all this. I never felt really revenge. We were too consumed by our loss, right. really. But when that came out, I, I realized if I, if I could, if I could see through his eyes that, that he says, you know, you, you don't attack people, you attack the forces of evil and that, that it is like a sickness. 
hatred is a sickness. Mm -hmm. Well, you can go two ways. You can hate the haters, which my mom always said, hate hurts the hater, not the hated. But when you do that, you're actually joining the hatred. Right. Or you can you can work at, at Dr. King's path. I I believe Dr. King was one of those rare human beings that is put on the earth every few hundred or few thousand years to remind us what it means to be human. So uh, I decided I was going to come south and meet the people that spent the last days of my mother's life with her. And in going there to learn her story, I learned their stories and um, and learned more about Dr. King and decided to uh, kind of pick up my mother's legacy and and my life's path was kind of laid out for me. And I now um, am a certified teacher of Kingian nonviolence and um, speak and share the story and try to remind us all to have hope and, and to um, be heard. Our, our, our voices are our freedom and our vote is our voice. So we that live in countries where we can vote and, and um, have our voices heard are very, very fortunate and we need to protect those kind of things with everything that we, we have. Absolutely. Um, again, I, I have to thank you uh, for, for talking to me at, I can't wait to watch the documentary. Um, I've watched all the trailers, kind of <laughs> read as much as I can about it, um, and now I'm just itching to uh, um, to watch the full movie. Um, you know, well, we'll we'll make that happen, and um, I I appreciate you, and I appreciate the people that that participate in your show. I think documentaries are something that. For a long time, were just they were not even something that the average everyday person was aware of. So, right. good work. Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, uh, I again, uh, I think uh, well, your mother was not not only brave, but uh, you know, um, kind of set uh, a good example for for what we need to to be uh, back then and and moving forward. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah, she's a real, uh, uh, well, I appreciate you too. And every, she's a real, uh, real example of how any one of us can, can um, make our voices heard and can make a difference. Perfect. Uh, thank you very much, okay. Mary. Oh, uh, thank you, Tyler, so much. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right, take care. Okay. Bye. Okay, so yeah, that was uh, that was my chat with Mary. Um, again, super eye-opening. Um, you know, very very appreciative of her. Yes, um, yes, very awesome. Allowing uh, yeah. allowing me to uh, very cool kind of sit down and talk with her. It's an incredible connection, not only for this podcast to uh, be supported in that light, because mm -hmm. uh, just talking about it is is always helpful, but. Having someone somehow connect with us on a, an actual direct level, real time, to For sure. give us their take, and then having it be on the subject that this is like this isn't just the owner of a fucking company, yeah, about like the internet or whatnot. This is this is a part of actual international history. Yeah, so someone who was directly involved in this uh, mm. um, incident, it, it affected her life, right? Yeah, so um, that's that's pretty fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. That. Uh, she took the time to do that for us. Yeah, yeah, super appreciative. So thank you, Mary.
So tonight is uh, the Oscars as well. So this being a documentary podcast, I figured we would uh, take is. a look at uh, the documentaries nominated for the two documentary categories. And Oscars. Hey, yeah, I heard something kind of neat about the Oscars. It doesn't really have anything to do with the Oscars. This comedian, Joe List, and his wife have watched... Uh, no, wait, it wasn't Joe List. Sorry. <laughs> Moshe Kasher, different comedian, him and his wife have watched all of the best pictures in the history of the Academy Awards, so starting from, like, the first one. Right. And it's, like, obviously taken years. Yeah. But I was like, fuck, that's a cool idea. Like, that'd that be is. neat to do, because yeah. you'd see, like, oh, this was the best movie this year. I mean, some of them Allegedly. are bullshit. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. A lot of them, you're like, oh, well, okay, let's... Somebody paid for that. Yeah. yeah that definitely shouldn't have won, <laughs> but okay. But, like, that's, that's like, 50% of the reason for doing it, I imagine, is to see the trend and to see so really yeah, should have Go back, like, it. 20 years and then, like, yeah. well, how the fuck did this movie win? Yeah, like, this like, is I've seen fucking all of ridiculous. And I think that they're wrong. Yeah. I used to be really interested in movie awards like yeah. these in particular is the academy the same as the oscars yeah. so yeah. The, this yeah. is the academy awards which is the oscars the, the oscars okay. i never made that connection as a kid i always thought that i would accidentally miss one but i seem to uh. have <laughs> never missed man one. i don't understand why they're on at the same time <laughs> yeah. why don't they reschedule them like, i'm gonna fucking miss the academy by watching the oscars fuck me um never yeah, yeah. Nate, nate's watching the oscars like the academy <laughs> god damn it and like it's the same thing. Uh, yeah. oh, okay, cool, so man. So, like, I wonder if um, they have steak. Probably. At the yeah. <laughs> No, I don't know, man. Meat's not really a thing in Hollywood now. Oh, no. So. <laughs> oh, this takes place in Hollywood, not New York? It's definitely... It's in, in L.A. It's in okay, L.A. Okay, cool. Dude, it's about <laughs> movies. Where the fuck do you think it would be? I just thought New York, so that was No way. Cool. <laughs> it's too cold in New York right now. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, I guess. Is it at the same time every year? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like the first week of February. Yeah, because it's all like the movies that came out last year. Or I don't know. There's weird rules for because uh. there's some movies that you're like, I feel like that movie's been out for a while, and like, yeah. why is it right in this Oscars? Like, yeah, I'm not so I think it's when sure. it, when it uh, debuts. So like something that debuted at uh, TIFF uh, in September yeah. might not actually get like a full release until like February. But it will still be included in the Oscars. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because there's stuff. There has movies that w they're not really w readily available yet, like and they're uncut gems. Uh, like it just released uh, January thirtieth. Yeah, hey. true. How could they get a real Side reception? Note. Have you seen that? Yeah. Did you like it? I. Uh, you know what? I think it was. I it was way overhyped. Do you know anyone yeah. that is like a severe, severe gambler? Because I feel like if you know someone, like I don't, so that's why like Haley and I were like. Movies fucking it's all over the place, well, dude. Like, it's all over the place, and I feel like if you knew someone that, like, oh, my uncle like lost everything to gambling, mm -hmm. you're like, this yeah. movie makes sense because he's just making side deals, and it's just like boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Like then, my buddy like, gambles a lot. Like he, uh, not a lot. Like he he bets on a lot of sports. Okay, uh, like not even close to that extent. Like yeah, he's not doing parlays and like, oh yeah, that's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like he's making bets, and even the bookies are like, these are crazy bets. Like you're an idiot. So the yeah. people that he's giving the money to were like, you're stupid. Like huh. it's it's a good movie. It's just uh, I don't yeah. know. It it just I think it was overhyped. Like Definitely. I think Adam Sandler did a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's one of those things that like he's just a comedian and then he does something else and they're yeah. like, Whoa, he can actually do something. Oh my god. I mean, like, have you guys seen his other serious roles? Rain or Rain 
Rain, uh, rain Over Me or oh, Rain dust, On Me. Dust, oh, yeah. It was, rain. was yeah. awesome. I, I love that movie. I don't know if I've really seen any of his And series. then he did Spanglish as well. That was yeah. not a comedy? I never no, saw it. No, isn't it like, it's no. like super dark, isn't it? I, no, I, I think it's like a, a drama, like a romantic movie. Oh, okay. Again, gotcha. I, I've never seen it. I just cool, know it's cool. not a comedy. Um, okay. or I see. Is, is his daughter in Uncut Gems? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, because that's Haley and I were just making the joke that his kids are and his wife are in like all of his shit. Oh, really? Adam Sandler? Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, fuck yeah. It just like recent stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, growing yeah. ups, I think uh, they're in, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 But his uh, wife will just play like random, just which is cool because it's like his production company. So like you're his friend and Tyler's well, his friend. So like, hey, you're going to be in the movie. You're going to be in the movie because I know that like you're, we're, I'm not going to have to deal with bullshit with you. Mm, like true. you're going to do your job. You're happy to be here. I'm yeah. happy to have you. Let's do this. That's like Judd Apatow's wife is in like all yeah, Judd yeah, Apatow's yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But then also, I didn't know that like Haley was like, oh yeah, this isn't his movie. No. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay. It's then. the Sadfler, Sat, <clears throat> Sadfler brothers? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you that it seemed like it was a little overhyped and it yeah. was like, oh, okay. Like the ending's cool. I like, <clears throat> excuse me, I like movies that end like that. Yeah. Where you're just like, fuck, sweet. That's cool. But yeah, no, I don't know. Check it out. I watched yeah. it the other night, and I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, so did we. Yeah, you know, it was okay. It was yeah. good. Like I enjoyed it, but yeah. I wasn't like, oh my god. Like I know I've talked about it before, but when I went to go see 1917, like I walked mm-hmm. out of the theater like, holy fuck, yeah, that was an awesome movie. That mm-hmm. was unreal. Man, it's surprising to say, but I actually had that with Gravity. Yeah, um, oh, I was, cool. I was unbelievably high. I was higher <laughs> than what they were, but I also got there really oh. late, so uh, I got like almost front row seats yeah and this was in like imax 3d and i was i was too high (laughs) i I would say (laughs) and that opening shot was almost overwhelming like i it like pushed me back in my seat and i kind of had a little freak out because the movie opens to dead silence yeah and it's just you like 150,000 kilometers above earth and it's just like it's a little bit too overwhelming that was like i gave me yeah. vertigo <laughs> like, yeah. yeah it was shocking but yeah after that like as soon as that scene was over and i kind of got my bearings on what the movie was right whoa did i have a great fucking time it'd be great halfway <laughs> through if you're like whoa they're in space <laughs> yeah. people like, are like what the fuck atlantis looks yeah that's like an intense Earth. movie to be front row yeah oh it was freaky yeah. as hell man i didn't know the ocean looked like this <laughs> it honestly really killed it with all of the breathing the really really heavy breathing in the mic um by whoever was that who's sandra bullock sandra bullock yeah she was just hyperventilating and i get it but i don't want to hear that yeah like it just that yeah, just sounds really annoying. It just adds to the like the tension because you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I tense. guess. But yeah, I get it. it yeah, I think it's like, and it just exactly like the yeah. people listening right now with headphones, like it would be traumatizing. I think if we started to all breathe heavy into our mics and just yeah, you should watch that. Watch that now with headphones, and you're just like, Holy I did fuck. watch. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I've watched it since, but with headphones. Yeah, and it's it just. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Perfect. That was yeah. That was a crazy, crazy movie. All right, what did so, the uh, so our twenty twenty Oscar nominations for the doc- Oscar feature. documentary feature. So the first one is American Factory. <sighs> so it's in post industrial Ohio, a Chinese billionaire opens a new factory in the husk of an abandoned GM plant and hires two thousand blue collar Americans. Early days of hope 
and optimism give way to setbacks as high-tech China clashes with working-class America. Dude, you know what is awesome? We haven't seen this, but there's got to be, like, great sound bites of white people being like, I don't understand how this Chinese guy's our boss. Like, I thought we were supposed to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Or, like, we'll work, but, like, yeah, so for I mean, this guy? That's kind of an uh, interesting <laughs> dynamic, right? Like, yeah, but it's like, crazy. Like, this guy is probably going to a part of Ohio that's so economically fucked. And, like, I'm here to help you guys. Yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. hmm, you might be a commie. I don't know if we want yeah. help. I, I might mean, just wallow for yeah. a while longer. It would be better if you were, like, not this ethnicity. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> hey, try being white and yeah. then come back. Do you understand the power of money? Why does it <laughs> care if I'm purple? It's yeah. money. Oh, and that's definitely what it is, is that people higher than the working class yeah. developed this idea. Especially if this dude's a billionaire, he can be like, I could fucking go anywhere in yeah. the world. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, I could I'm, have chosen to help yeah. anyone. Although it is It, it is would also business. be great if like, he's like... can't forget that he's supposed to make money. It would be great if he's just like a ruthless Chinese businessman that is like, I'll take advantage of these stupid Americans. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah! Trickety American. Yeah. We'll give them methamphetamines. Oh, God. We'll do back to them <laughs> what they did yeah. to us. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even them. It was the British, yeah. but fuck it. Uh, I mean, same thing. They came from the same place. That's true. When about did that happen? Where Was America already formed? The opium? Yeah, wars? it must have mm. been. Like, I think so. Yeah, because late China. 1800s. Yeah, but China. Oh, no, I think that was Japan. Or was it China? I forget which one. was what? like they had interactions with the West and then were like, fuck the West and like blocked off. And didn't have interaction for like a long, long time. Sounds like. But I don't know when that was. And then I know the British, actually, Captain Cook showed up with like gunships outside of, I think it was Japan. Or it might have been China. Somewhere. I don't know. Somewhere in Asia. And was like, we're going to do business or we're going to blast you motherfuckers. And then they're like, I guess we'll do business. Wow. And then the West was like, yay, we are doing business with Asia now. <laughs> we struck a deal. And they're like, wow, we kind of had to. Fuck. And then they're like, you should take this opium. And they're like, no, we don't want this opium. I'm like, you should probably take the opium. And then, I'm like, no. And like, you're gonna take, years later. <laughs> you're going to take the opium. I'm like, oh, all right, we'll it's take the opium. destroyed their people. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I, I think that was, yeah, I'm not sure. But I, oh, it might have been, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't really know. It might have been like after. The U.S. was the U.S. and then uh, mm-hmm. England was like, "All right, we need to find other places." But yeah, I don't necessarily know that timeline. But yeah, I know it was totally forced upon them. And then they were like, "See, all I these just, Asian um, people are addicted to opium," yeah. and they're like, "It's because you guys force us to take it." But yeah, I would see it as being early because they were starting to give up colonies by like the late eighteen. Yeah, that's true. And so it might have been earlier. Probably wouldn't yeah, have yeah. gone into China. Yeah. All fucking places. Right. No. Yeah. So that's that and they're like, like, no, no, no. Late Fuck fourteen, you. maybe oh, fifteen. Century. That's probably that's probably an interesting doc because that would be that God would be cool. Damn. Yeah, it would be really cool. amazing to see what the state of actual America is right now. Like these aren't specially selected people. This this was going to happen whether the documentary was filmed or sure, not. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. these are the people. Yeah. yeah. This wasn't yeah. a cultivated uh, or yeah. event. And it would be it would be really interesting to see more documentaries like I, that. I believe we said that one's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I remember it's available to watch. I remember seeing it because a couple doc, or uh, a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about the Oscars, and the American yeah. Factory was one of them. And then I saw that it came up on Netflix. Yeah, so I definitely cool. feel like I should yeah. watch it. Well, this one is probably uplifting. Our next one is the Cave. It is in war torn war torn Syria. A dedicated team of female doctors 
tirelessly treat casualties in an underground hospital while battling systemic sexism. Holy wow, that's fuck. relevant as well. Holy, yeah. holy so fuck. So that's a National Geographic documentary. That's crazy. I have heard of um, um, being Syria, that like um, when refugees, like German, how Germany took all those refugees, a yeah. bunch of refugees, like yep. a bunch of Syrian refugees, and then Syrian males would be in Germany and have to go to the hospital, and then a German female doctor would come in the room and they would like physically assault a doctor, and, like spit in their face, spit in their face, yeah, and they're like, "What wrong. the fuck?" Are you? And they're like, "I only, I only talk to dudes." Be like, you know what? Fine, get on like, that fucking boat again. Hey, get so I don't know where you here. are, but in this country, this is oh, what we cool. do. So I'm like, yeah, and they were saying that like it's a huge problem because wow. like we want to help these people, but then they're like they're just like, how do you, right? How do you educate or how do you like tell them? Like, I know, it's just so fucking crazy, man. I think they just honestly need some serious face slapping. Like, if that happens, like, the doctor, like, sl- I know that this would obviously not happen, but psychologically, like, it, like the process of therapy would need to be that they yeah, would need a, to be slapped that'd be a gangster by their move. concept. And then the dude's like, I respect you now. Well, like, not maybe <laughs> that would be how it would go. He'd but, like, just go ape shit and kill her. Essentially, like, slap them and be like, you don't have a fucking choice. You yeah. can either die yeah. or... You will be saved by this person. I think that's extremely what like, competent. And then, uh, in cases that I've heard, that like f- male doctors came in and were like, "Listen, this lady is gonna work on you because I have other shit to do, or you're gonna die." So, yeah, like, fucking do figure it. your shit out right now. And then, yeah, like, essentially, all right. And I think there has been cases where dudes are like, "I'm dying," and they're like, "Okay, yeah, good, <laughs> fuck, yeah." Like, you can go out back and die with the smokers. Yeah. But this is happening in Alberta as well. Like, this is something that yeah, has been yeah, registered with Syrian refugees so. that have come to Canada. So, yeah, I'm sure that. And, like, those ladies are literally trying to help people. And yeah, they're like, like we're mm. just trying to save your fucking life. You like can take this bullet out of me, way. but you're a lady. So, yeah. I don't know if you well, can like, do this. That, that was exactly what Minopolis said in that Ari Shapir podcast that, uh, like, we're giving you the chance to get down off of the stool and to unloose the noose around your neck. Yeah. But if you don't, I'm going to kick it. Yeah. And if you're still up there, that's your fucking fault. Jesus. I'm. You're going to hang yourself. Oh, this is a, oh yeah, Brazil or something, yeah. right? The so the next one is The Edge of Democracy, a cautionary tale about one of the most dramatic periods in Brazilian history and the polarizing rise and fall of the country's leaders. Uh-oh. Mm. So this one is also available on Netflix. Okay, good to know. I have not seen it uh, on there. But, uh, I'm gonna. I don't know well, a lot about Brazilian politics. Neither do I, but all I really know is about it? South American yeah. politics Looks is... Like it came out June... 19th. I believe that okay. uh, South American politics and corruption but like, but are homies. Yeah. No, that's uh, So that's probably that's what a lot of this is about. But we were just talking about how sometimes the Oscars include things that aren't actually even out yet. That this could have premiered at Sundance last year or earlier So it looks like year. it came out on, on Netflix June 19th. Yeah, it's right, but that could be 2020 uh, is what I'm trying to argue. I don't think I can. I'll check it's, it. Yeah, it's yeah. likely not. That would be kind of a weird one because everyone who watches the Oscars would be like, I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, like it's, I, and, how can I have known? Yeah. And I think if they debut, like say it debuted at Sundance, like last year, like, it would come out relatively early in the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm imagining as mm-hmm. well. But just to and be like sure. there's weird, like it's crazy too how there's like strategic 
times to release a movie. Oh yeah, like Oscar season. Because like a movie that like oh, just came out, so you're like, oh, that movie just came out, and like, oh, it's nominated. Like, like I remember that movie. And then another movie that like, oh, that came out earlier this year, right? Like I don't really remember that yeah, movie. Is it not the Academy's only position to record these movies released? Well, no, Christian. See, their whole uh, existence are they not just regular consumers? Is to like just that's sit in a circle and jack each other off, and right. then that's yeah. kind of their whole thing. You're like if we give this guy the Oscar, we will have and made like you know you're amazing and like no you know you're amazing then like you know i'm amazing and like i'm amazing we need to talk about how american police oppress black people or like all right what are we going to talk about this year like it'd be awesome to watch the oscars to be like what are they going to talk about you know because like dude joaquin phoenix has been on a tear lately yeah true he's been talking about like clean water talking about how like he's the issue in hollywood yeah like he's been killing it um, <laughs> he's covering all the bases. So The Edge of Democracy is available on Netflix. Okay, cool. good. It okay. comes up right beside American Factory. Oh, Ooh, sick. Okay. And then the well, two that's not pushing it. Beside the, beside the two popes. So like um, that's another one of those fucking situations hey. where it's implicit, uh, sometimes being paid out, that the Oscars could be like, hey, we think that these two are going to win, so we'd like to push those into yeah. the public consciousness. I wonder Netflix, if there is any... Do this. I wonder if there so, is any stories of so like the Oscars like we'll being, being dirty, yeah. like... People, yeah. like some mob shit. Well, there's so got to be stories of that. They've black people in the past. Hey, so man. They've yeah, definitely true. taken bribes yeah. for other things. That would be crazy to be in that room of like, all right, we're not. Obviously, Moonlight can't win. <laughs> so there. But yeah. I uh, I worked for a company called Deluxe uh, in Toronto uh, a few years ago. And basically, their job, like any movies that shoot in and around Toronto that have a contract with Deluxe, like. All the dailies from the movie, so everything they've shot that day comes to deluxe, and they mm-hmm. get it ready for editing. Uh, also, they uh, they send out all the theaters, like the hard drives to the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of my job was packaging up and replicating hard drives to send out to all the theaters across Canada. Um, they also create screeners for award season. Mm-hmm. So screeners are um, basically DVD copies of the videos. Like, you know, if you are pirating a movie and you see screener mm-hmm. essentially that's what it is it's a pirated version of the movie that gets sent out to like oscar judges um, okay but not even uh, like you can globe like, yeah all it's like, like a prototype yeah well so it's a full movie yeah it's full, but like it's the essence of a yeah. prototype yeah is that like but like you out yet, like you're a producer and like tyler's a director and like i'm a camera dude or whatever and like you get a package in the mail and it's like a bunch of movies yeah that are nominated and then like you Watch them, and then there's just throughout that people put them online, right? Like a developer's copy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But those so people like, get yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah. So like they, yeah, they're all coded and stuff yeah. like that. It, they'll yeah. they'll know exactly where each one. Co- so like you know, say I was working in the screener room, and like I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna slip this copy in my pocket, then put it online. They're like, okay, well, we know this copy came from Deluxe Toronto. Um, it was never shipped out, so one of the people who worked there yeah. stole it. And, uh, and they'd probably yeah. break Super it down to the time. So like, yeah. oh, you were, Tyler was, had access from this time to yeah. this time. And this is when it should have been shipped out. So, But if someone had have come to you, you then and said like, this is a safe job and I'm offering you $100,000 to back pocket this and then just drop it in the garbage at McDonald's. That's all you have to do. You will not get caught. Nothing even bad will happen. We'll just fucking win an Oscar. You wouldn't give a shit. I'm not like trying to profile you yeah. as a person, but like. 
it's it, it would be an extremely tempting offer to be given the chance to make such clean, vast money yeah. and really not hurt anyone. Except I don't know if it's that clean because you can't really go to the bank and be like, where did you get this 100000 from? Like, I guess like, it would be just like a Swiss Mattress wire. money. Uh, <laughs> I kind of did this uh, shady deal. Yeah, well, like you, you would just know. invent the paperwork so that it also never Also, just don't take that money to the bank. And then keep that, that cold yeah. hard cash, baby. Do whatever you want. All right, what's the next one? I feel like there's going to be... Oh, man, if like there's... Crazy war documentaries with children, they're probably going to win. This one's called Forsama. Uh, during the five years of the uprising in Aleppo, Syria, Aleppo. Wad al-Khatib falls in love, gets married, and gives birth to Sama. What the fucking So it's just, shit, yeah, the story of a relationship, um, the birth of a child in the middle of a war zone. Jesus Christ. That kid's probably seen, uh, that kid's seen more death than we will ever see right. in our makes me wonder Whole whether or not documentaries existence. like this are actually worthwhile anymore. Cause Why? Why well, like, we, like, obviously, these people are just trying to live their fucking lives. We know this time and time again from the documentaries we've seen, and just because we're not idiots adults. So we can... It's hilarious that I made a mistake on the very word that <laughs> defines it. Anyways, um, we know that people just get bombarded with war. They don't bring it on to themselves they don't have yeah. time to prepare and they also don't know what to do so life goes on until you die uh in that war so of course there would be people who would have children still i, I think it just situations. gives us like a like a window into you know how these people live mm-hmm. right uh, but i guess my question is do we need that really yeah, are dude, we that yeah, fucking yeah, yes, simple yes, just don't uh, go to yes, war because like, i don't you think need tyler would have assumed that war was good somehow no no and i don't think you would have mitch I so like no man i think syria is on the up and up now I don't know that these documentaries are actually uh, doing what they're intending to do. I think they're feeding a machine that doesn't no, realize it's a bad are, one. No, I think they are, dude, because I think it's like something like, I don't know, we're not going to be mothers, but like imagine a mother that's like just in North America that was like, ah, I kind of had a tough day or like this is kind of some bullshit. And then she watches this and she'll be like, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about anything. Like, no, but that's not enough. This is fucking crazy. Because that is just passive, but that's not activism. That once you watch this documentary, you're satisfied. It's like listening to rebellious music, like Rage Against the Machine. You don't have to go and rebel now. You've you've released the valve on your rebellious uh, chamber. You you've released all the pressure, so you will never actually commit real change and violence. For the system or against the system. So I'm sure there's people that have watched this that are like going to take it to that point, though. They're like, oh, we got to do something because this is fucking crazy. Sure. And more and more you whittle away the rock until you have a sculpture worth. I kind of relate it back to, again, Home of the Brave. You know, like it's very the same. Maybe there's one person that watches it and says like like Viola did and said, holy shit, that's crazy. I need to go help that. And, And they do. But I mean, obviously the mass majority of people, unfortunately, are not going to. It's a gangster mood to be like, yo, let's go to Syria and help the people. I guess that's kind of what I mean. Or like stop go funding. Want to go to war? Government that does these things. Let's it's go like, to war. Like say more, Fuck. do more. Don't yeah. just sit back and hope it changes because yeah. that's not good enough. Don't just watch a documentary. Yeah. And I, I just, like I don't want these people to have wasted their time because if they could have done something else, should they have? But I just, I don't know. No, no, they got nominated for an Oscar. Ask. They're probably standing behind this. Yeah, they're probably living pretty happy lives. And they made a documentary. They probably, they didn't make any money. No, but like, they got nominated for an Oscar. Like, that's yeah. not nothing. 
Yeah, I know what you mean, but about a like yeah. super depressed topic. So they're just like, yeah. I don't care. Fuck yeah, this. Possibly it needs to be like if they win, it's like a Brando speech where he just gets the native chick to go like, up and berate. Exactly, the, like I'm that's saying, real change. Ber- berate the academy. Most uh, most I feel like most documentary um, acceptance speeches are kind of like they have more of an activism um, yeah. vein to them than yeah, than yeah. they're not act vain. No, a va- an activism. <coughs> no, that's what I mean. Like yeah, the, yeah the, they're, they're not like, right, oh, yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah. to thank yeah. my camera and the, the guy who did my hair. The, yeah, the, exactly. The, they don't. Yeah, they'd be like, it. let's stop dropping bombs in Syria. Yeah. For that, that one, that'd be sick if they just talk mad shit about Russia and you're like, oh, that's a, that's a gangster move. This one about honey and bees so dying? It, so our last one is Honeyland. So it's uh, Hatids, uh lives with her ailing mother in the mountains of Macedonia making living cultivating honey using ancient beekeeping traditions. When an unruly family moves in next door, what at first seems like a bomb for her solitude becomes a source of tension as they, too, want to practice beekeeping. Oh, encroachment. Just also a quick question. Are we mic'd? Yep. I know. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Look at Talk. Look at the level. I know it's, I know it's picking Whoa, up. Oh, like you're going into the red there, big guy. Like the the red light's on and the other Come red the lights fuck? aren't on. That's for... So Bluetooth. That's oh. the... Read the Just board. Just to make sure, man. Read the I, board for I'm fuck's sake. I'm not in front sakes. of it. How can I do something? Each thing is a channel. <laughs> yeah. We're not using that channel right now. <laughs> oh, man. Get so off my back. See how the little thing with the phone that would be the input for the phone and we don't have anything coming in right now so it's so down, that's yeah. yeah there you go yeah, but also the red light's not on like the rest of them but bluetooth is muted because tyler probably has bluetooth on in his phone so if yeah it comes through in case someone called me while we were yeah. recording i didn't want uh you want to get business calls come through <laughs> <laughs> fuck man man we should watch a documentary get your shit you together bro <laughs> and how you're a fucking idiot too much footage so this Take your bees and shove it. It would be a mini-series at this point. This one seems very different. Uh, yeah, they're going to get like angry over... This has got to be intense, though, because if it's yeah. like an unruly family, like what do they do? Beat up the bees or something? Yeah. It, okay, it's not as political or kind no. of... Uh, Imagine it won. That'd be awesome. It's just oh, like, so much I, nicer. I, I, I have one. Cool. Maybe, maybe it's a... Because like, what's bigger? Like that'd the be so saddest, good. like the, the survival of the bees, or one small town. In no, Syria. I want. I want this lady to like, and then the neighbors all died, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't know." And I then it's know. her behind bars of like, "Yeah, <laughs> of course I killed them." This would them. be like China behind the clouds. There, like, it's like, oh, yeah, this is like into the abbeys, where it's just like the lady <laughs> looking straight down the barrel of the camera, like, "Yeah, of course I killed them." This got weird. This is. They said bees. they didn't like my mother, and they made fun <laughs> of my favorite bee. And I say unruly. Yeah. I understand I'm you really kill family. them, but you do have to cut them up into 10,000 little pieces. <laughs> like <laughs> I cut them up in little them? pieces so my bees could eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spread that honey <laughs> yeah. on your toast. <laughs> God damn. That does sound like kind of a nice documentary, though, because, like... She just goes postal and kills all the evil yeah. people around her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now my mother and I can live peacefully. Peacefully. <laughs> oh, something about skateboarding? Is that what I saw? So the documentary short. Yeah, these are short documentaries. So learning to skateboard in a war zone. Cool. Hmm. So that one is kick flips over landmines. Over the course of fifteen years, a class of young girls from disadvantaged neighborhoods in war-torn Kabul learned to read and write and grow together in confidence through the joy of skateboarding. Man, 
Very cool. I don't like the even though like being in a war zone would suck asshole. Imagine a skate video where they're just skating around and there's like cool little skate spots, but it's like bombed out buildings. There's like bullets that like I would look ching, really like, cool. oh my god, yeah. it's active. Okay, we can only do this uh one time and then these guys are gonna start shooting us, so we gotta go. You shoot your guns and I'll oh, kick flip cool. over. Is it. this about that cruise ship where the guy went Oh no, no this is no. a cargo ship. Yeah, so this one is called In the Absence. So when the MV Sewol fair oh it's a ferry. Um Sank off the coast of South Korea in 2014. Over 300 people what lost their lives. Fuck. Most of them school children. Years later, the victims' families and survivors are still demanding justice from national authorities. What wow. So obviously, action from the South Korean government was not sufficient to yeah. save those people. Uh, the North Koreans uh, sunk, sunk, sunk. Yeah, we were busy. Sunk it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we were busy. So this one is a Netflix one called Life Overtakes Me. Hundreds of refugee children in Sweden who have fled uh, with their families from extreme trauma in their home countries have become affiliated with resignation syndrome. Afflicted. Afflicted. Uh, with resignation syndrome. Facing uh, deportation, they withdraw from the world into a coma-like state as if frozen for months or even years. Whoa. I've never heard of such no, that's Holy fuck. Dude, that is like so much trauma that your brain's like, now nah, we're good. Yeah, We're just going to shut down. Yeah. Now. We're going to hang out. Holy fuck. Okay, and then our next one is uh, called St. Louis Superman. Uh, Bruce Franks Jr., a leading Ferguson activist and battle rapper who was elected to the overwhelmingly white and Republican Missouri House of Representatives, must overcome both personal trauma and political obstacles to pass a bill critical to his community. Cool. Yes. That sounds like a good one. And I don't, I don't think that one's not on Netflix. Find your superpower. And then our last one is Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. So Chai Paul and <laughs> Millie Cow reunited in 1980s Los Angeles after being separated by the Vietnam War. Forty years later, they become... Uh, Ballroom dancers to reconnect again and make up for lost time. Interesting. Wow. Crazy. First you learn how to walk, then you learn how to run, and then you learn how to cha-cha. You said it. Uh, you cha-cha out of Vietnam. All right. <clears throat> That's so, cool. That's a good, good good mixture, it sounds like. Yeah, for the shorts, definitely is like a, That's a mixture of, sounds neat. Of, uh, of different things. Yeah. So, do we want to make, uh, not wagers, but do we want to make um, guesses on, on what wins? All right. I bet a half ounce of these uncut gems that I'm going to win a documentary NASCAR. I mean, you should watch the movie and see how that works out for him. I don't know if you'd make that bet. <laughs> it's too much hype. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to just tell you what happens. No, I'm going to watch it. Okay. Yeah, then we would ruin it for everyone that listens. Dude, I listen oh, to Oh, yeah, true. Just I listen to nowhere. Man, whatever. It's been out for a while. What? It's been out for like two weeks. Fuck them. That's em. true. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in like a year. Joker kills everybody. Everyone knows that though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's the Joker, dude. So what the fuck? You think he's going to hug oh, everyone at the Joker. end? Joker. I yeah. thought you said Joe. I, yeah. I just no. I thought the guy's name was Joe. Oh, man, that'd be great. I, I don't even know if there's a dude Joe. In, I don't even know if there's a, na- a dude named Joe in the movie, but if there was, he's just some minor character, and you're like, no, he's going to kill everyone. 
but he's not really. <laughs> also, on a side note on that movie, this is completely random. You know the dude who near the end of the movie that has like the crazy orange tan and the big yeah. glasses? That's like a real life um character that like Adam Sandler's playing. Like it's cut like he's known to be that guy. Oh yeah. That just does like crazy deals and like gets gems and shit. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like they said because uh, I was watching um Sandler one um Best lead actor f- or the independent, uh, I can't remember the name. Some like independent film awards. BAFTA? Last night. No. It was like, yeah, I can't remember. Something, the name. yeah, whatever. It doesn't it's matter. It's for independent movies. Okay. Like not not uh, mm. studio movies. Okay. And so he won in his. And uh, it's technically an indie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it wasn't funded by a major studio or cool. anything like that. Okay. Um, and he basically, like they said, he followed, uh, like, Gem traders in the Diamond District in Manhattan okay. for, uh, for uh, weeks, like figuring out like just how their Dude, business runs just and stuff like, like that. Such a crazy, yeah, crazy business. Well, in the Diamond District, yeah, yeah. Toronto, like Toronto has one too. Really, where yeah. it's just like a whole bunch of like Most gemstone dealers, mostly Jewish um, gemstone dealers. Wow, yeah. walking a fine line here. Walking a fine line. Hey, the facts are the facts. Yeah, like uh, like I remember. Um, how they get in too is crazy. There's like two separate doors. So you have to yeah. like buzz in and then you like walk in a door and it closes behind you and then you open another door. So you can be like in this little like vestibule glass. Yeah. Wow. So if they don't let you in, they'll just like, no, we're not opening the door. Yeah. Just get it. It's all bulletproof. Yeah. So yeah, like it's just crazy security. Mm. I was talking to someone one time about uh, oh, be wild. Uh, rings and stuff like that. And they said, you know, that's where they got their engagement ring. Like, uh, their mm-hmm. husband went up to Toronto and like just went to one of these diamond dealers and like you can get like diamonds for a quarter of the price that you would at like a jewelry store. Yeah, they don't really get the yeah. markup. Well, so I didn't so know you that. just go buy the diamond and then you have someone create the ring. Oh, and, okay. And uh, cool. set it in there. That'd be a cool thing to just make on your own, like to buy the diamond and then just go to like a metalworking guy and be like, hey, I yeah. want a project. Yeah. Yeah. Can you show me how to do this? Yeah, because uh, you can buy just just straight diamonds like yeah. you don't have to buy it in jewelry hmm. so that'd be an interesting thing to have i wonder because it wouldn't really like um decrease in value so it'd be like getting gold bullion where it's just like something that you put your money in that's yeah. just gonna increase or like yeah. mm-hmm. i don't think diamonds are ever gonna so like I you mean, guys it's like a pretty it's an inflated fabricated well, market yeah, the whole yeah, thing's bullshit and the whole thing's so fucked up on how they get the them same. well so do you I guys so know the whole stories about diamonds like Diamonds are very, actually, very common. So like about it, three billion years ago, <laughs> they're they're not hard to find. Like, yeah, you can find diamonds all over the place. Yeah, because there's stories where people have just found yeah. them, like walking around and um, shit, right? But DeBoer's, so they're like one of the biggest diamond companies. Um, basically, marketed uh, diamonds, so people are like, "Wow, diamonds are very rare. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, um, high cost. Like, uh, yeah. they're very." Precious. Yeah, so they just inflated a bullshit yeah, infl- market. Yeah, they created a market for diamonds that Fuck yeah. wasn't really there. Mm. Good for them. Yeah. Man, I was sitting in a bar waiting for my wings like on Thursday, and I saw a commercial for Peoples, I think, and their tagline was, I think it was, isn't love worth it? And I was like, whoa, yeah. that is striking towards yeah. uh. the very heart of what it is to be human. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. isn't love worth it? That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. I feel bad that people fall for that garbage. Give us money, fuckface. Pretty much. Like, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, I know that this will work yeah. on you, so... That's why they'd be like... I don't give a shit after that. They'd be like, she's probably cheating. Just buy the ring. You're like, oh, <laughs> man, I'll support that company. These guys are awesome. It was just... I was super surprised. Yeah, that's funny, man. Damn. So, do we want to make picks and see... Yeah. Yeah, sure. What, see um, who got what right uh, next episode? Okay. We're going to keep track. You got a sure. pen? I got a pen here. Okay. So, Doc Feature. Doc Feature. He's a good guy, that Doc Feature. Christian, what's your pick? Um, I guess I I think the nope. winner would be for the feature film. That's, that's where we're going. Well, because it's different than what I would want to win. Yeah. Oh, well, that's no. What? Yeah, I'm not betting for what I would like to win. Keith I'm betting what, what I think oh, is going to win. You're being strategic. Well, like, that's How the much are we bet, betting right? then? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Oh, if I like the one that I would like to win would obviously be the bees. That would yeah. be incredible. Yeah, honey, that, la- that lady's killing everybody. That's what park, I predict. Honeyland. Honey, honey, Honeyland. Honey, yeah, honey I would park. like Honeyland to win, but I really don't think it's going to. Yeah. No. Um. So what? Yeah, who I think is going to win? So is, you have uh, the Edge of Democracy, the one about Brazilian politics, American Factory, for Sama, um. The Syrian hospital, one. The cave. yeah, the cave, cave. yes, and, and then honey, Honeyland. Honeyland. Oh man, um, I said the Syrian cave one's gonna win. That's kind of what I was leaning the towards cave? too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the mm. cave and the cove. Didn't the cove win? So that's. <laughs> I'm going. Here. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's about dolphins, but still. Uh, I'm gonna say American Factory. Oh. I think it's got a lot of punch for regular America. I think that it would be a choice for a winner only because it would beef up the American perception of the Academy. That it'd be like a, a, a be a vote for Trump. I wonder what they make at this factory, but how awesome would That's it be if I they expect. make like Huawei phones or something? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, what do they make? Does anybody actually? That would be sick if they make Huawei phones and like something that is not even available in the U.S. <laughs> They're like, wait, Huawei phones aren't available in no. the U.S. No, man. Really? There's oh. cool. Australia. Um, Canada, America, mm-hmm. no, no. Canada allows them, dude. I have yeah, a Huawei phone. Oh, that doesn't. Oh. Australia banned them. Oh, of course, um, Australia does. They're like the most racist goddamn place in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Australia banned them. Uh, U.S. banned them. We don't want those goddamn things here. <laughs> I believe <laughs> they uh, don't put out the fires. They started the yeah. fires. <laughs> Europe was talking about doing it. I believe. Yeah, I don't know if they have. Oh wow, I'm gonna pick for Sama. Oh. That's gonna be my pick. Okay. okay. And for documentary short, I want the kick flipping chicks. (laughs) (laughs) Kick flipping over terrorists. Mitch is the skateboarding one called Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone. If you're a girl, girl. parentheses. I'm sure you don't have to include that. Boys don't skateboard, they shoot each other (laughs) (laughs) on the backs of bikes. Yeah. Totally different sport. Those goddamn BMXers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got Rob Deerdeck side <laughs> Oh, I want <laughs> one of those. Frig. Dude, it's like those videos awesome. where like Syrian and like freedom fighters are like, um, there's been cases of like um, terrorists <laughs> that get like <clears throat> vehicles from uh, North America. And there was a famous story of like Taliban fighters that had this guy's 
uh, truck that had like Joe's plumbing service on the side of the truck because it was just like he traded it in and then it got sold and it got sold or whatever and then mm-hmm. it ended, <laughs> ended up there but he was like what the fuck I thought no no yeah no. and then he was getting like what, you support ISIS and he was like uh, what the fuck is going on wow. so there was this whole report about how they get like North American vehicles and then just pimp them out or like get a F-150 and then put like a 50 cal machine gun in the back and they're like alright we're gonna roll around in this thing and like holy shit <laughs> uh yeah the short the vietnam one the guy and that vietnam one's gonna cut deep yeah i think so why because it's your pick um man mm, vietnam happened so. so long ago no, but think that's who exactly cares why. it's like this is a story no, man there's more relevant look at these are little kids that just went through a war zone <laughs> this little girl's learning to skateboard over dead bodies and landmines that might be an exaggeration but but the voters are racist. Insanely traumatized that they're like not even talking. I would call for St. Louis Superman. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. February. Oh, no. Oh, I see. On multiple levels, it has become racist and it ought not to have been. Hmm? Speaking of, there's probably. And I will pick, you know, because I think Netflix is going to kill it. I'm going to say life overtakes me. Uh, Their production value is dude, it super is, high. It, it is little kids in war. That's yeah. pulling them to heartstrings. Was it Switzerland or Sweden? Sweden? Oh, we felt really bad that they did nothing about the Second World War, mm-hmm. so we <laughs> feel like we should help the world now. In resignation But syndrome, these kids are too fucking fucked up. Crazy. We need to get them out of here. That's a, that's an impressively scary disease <laughs> or affliction. Rather. We try to help, but they are too mentally fucked up. <laughs> you must go home. So I'm flying out to Mexico tomorrow, so I'm going to load this one on my uh, my iPad. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Life's going to overtake Tyler as he's overtaking the continental U.S. Perfect. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So Spit out the window. Yeah. We will, <laughs> <laughs> we will see next episode uh, if... Because uh, there, there's five, uh, five in each category. Maybe none of us get anything right. Maybe Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Probably not. I don't want to so accidentally have the dice roll in my favor. So let's we'll say if if someone wins here, they get to go through the list and specifically choose yeah. a documentary. Oh, instead, yeah. instead of a random choice. Yeah, I'm in. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. That's right. fun. That's fun. Perfect. And the losers will just simply be that cry yep. in the corner and get yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> it's on that yeah. note. <laughs> Perfect. Um, we uh, we should probably pick a documentary for next week. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Who who wants to pick this time, Mitch? Uh, okay. And the picking has commenced. How uh, how has the video been coming? For Good. We gotta figure Good. out a way to uh, um, well. just upload it. Like better. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Though at least it's not, at least it's not happening super fast. What? What is? What All the video about? stuff. Well, this one's gonna come out later on, and of course, oh, we'll okay. have to talk about it. What the fuck are you uh, talking about? But let's go. Yeah. What did okay. you choose? Good hair. Sick. Yeah. Never seen so that. Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, I've seen it when it came out. It's pretty awesome. 
Perfect. It's, it's a Did good. Did it win an Oscar? No. Uh, no, no. I don't think so. I can mm. see if it. It's just got some awards. great, great sound bites of him talking to old black ladies about <laughs> their hair, and like he's like, "Oh, can I touch?" And she's like, "No, honey." Like, <laughs> like these ladies are gonna like beat the shit out of don't him because they're like, near me. "Yeah," and they're like, "You know, to not touch a black woman's hair." And he's like, "Yeah, I know. I was just, I was just asking." Just and they're trying. like, "No, no, no." <laughs> and then like just all the that's hilarious crazy stuff that they do they got pulled those <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah it's hilarious oh, they're like oh, we're gonna cool. beat the shit well, out of you they probably spend a lot of money on it yeah and that's the thing of like there's mm. it's just the thing where like these people spend money and they necessarily don't have money so yeah he, he talks to people like you know Maya Angelou uh, Eve wow um, Farrah Fawcett who's not a black woman but has great hair <laughs> had Oh yes, she she did pass away, did she not? No, she her skeleton probably still has hair. Doesn't hair That's like take yes. a really long time to decompose? Talks Maybe true, yeah. True. Talks to people like Ice T. Um, <laughs> I killed a cop once. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. You're like, so what do you think about like black culture and hair? Be like, I killed a cop once. <laughs> just Ice T, focus. Just in a song. Now I play a cop on TV. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah. I, I, no, it's good. I, I've seen it a long time ago. Yeah, it's funny. I personally haven't seen it yeah, before. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's just basically Chris Rock hanging out in barbershops talking to people about wigs and hair and just the different things that they do. And That sounds right. super fun. Yeah, yeah it's I, funny. I think we're we're due for a lighthearted one uh, yeah. too. <laughs> Murdering and just all this death. Perfect. Okay. We yeah. will uh, see how we did next week with our picks, and we'll be back with good hair. Let's do it. See ya.